Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, reach out. You can find all the contact information on the Almost Famous page at 95.9WATD.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio and subscribe to the podcast. You can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or head over to almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we are on the tiny stage being joined by Jill McCracken. How you doing? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you for making this work. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So for those who might not be familiar with you, give an introduction. I like to call myself a retro soul artist, um, singer and songwriter based out of Boston. Excellent. How long have you been playing? Oh, like my whole life. I started playing drums as a kid when I was like eight <laughs> and then took to piano and then guitar. And then once I was like in college, I was brave enough to start singing in front of people. So, and that was a long time ago now, John. So <laughs> that many years. Share with us your website and any of your socials. Sure. Yeah. My website is just jillmccracken.com. That's J-I-L-L-M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N. Com, and then you can just find me as Jill McCracken on all the other places as well. <laughs> and lots of music out there that you've released over the years. Talk about what's out there. Sure, yeah. Well, most recently I came out with a song called Help Me, Hold Me, Heal Me. I came out with that in May, which I'm very proud of, excited about, um, and a music video that went along with that. Before that, through the, the pandemic, <laughs> I learned to record some music from home. So I put out some demos from home three of those. And then before that, I had an album with my full band called Shake Me Up. Very cool. And where are those available? All the streaming services, John, anywhere you can find me. Love it. Fantastic. <laughs> and I love that you have that retro sound. I'm going to be asking you about that sure. throughout the night. But let's start off with some live stuff. What are we listening to first tonight? Let's do it. Let's do one of my songs from that album, Shake Me Up. It's called Do You. Let's hear it. We have Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. When I met you From what I could gauge And many moons Have come and gone I'm still not that age Blue and bright My eyes were right there For the taking I fixed on you I knew the mistakes we were making Do you think about me? Think about me I don't think you do You don't think about me Like I 
a great way to start the night. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how you wrote that song. Oh, man, I think I wrote that song on an airplane. <laughs> on, like, a plain napkin. Yeah, you know, just a classic, I like you more than you like me. Several years later, I still think about you. Do I come up in your therapy sessions, or is that just the other way around? <laughs> that type of thing. Based on truth? Oh, yeah. Any of my songs are based only on my truth. Love that. Yep. So we talked about this earlier, but when did music become part of your life? Oh, since I was a little kid. I mean, I just was born loving music. I remember being like in the third grade on like the school bus and just like rocking out to like, you know, in Buffalo, it was Kiss 98.5 and just being like, Smash Mouth, I love this song. Every song that came on the radio, I was like, this is my favorite song. <laughs> and yeah, just couldn't couldn't get my hands on instruments fast enough. How many do you play? Oh, I mean, just like, mostly I just play guitar and sing now. But I started on, on drums um, and then I played piano. So drums, piano, guitar, and singing. I, I can fake the bass a little bit sometimes. At what point did you realize that music was going to be your career? Great question. Uh, a few years ago. I mean, I moved to Boston about almost eight years ago, and I wanted to move here to play music to more people in a bigger city than Ithaca, New York, <laughs> which is very small and wonderful. But I moved here for music. And then a few years after that, I like quit my corporate job to be a full-time musician. So that was about the, the point where I'm like, oh, this is it. Once you had that realization that this was going to be your future, what changed about your outlook? Mm. Everything. I just started focusing all of my energy where I wanted it to really actually go instead of just the things I thought I had to do, which has made a huge difference in my life. Very like, cool. In all ways. <laughs> And share with us again your website and your socials. I'm going to keep asking this because I want people to have to follow you tonight. Thank you, John. Um, yeah, it's jillmccracken.com. And then I'm Jill McCracken on Instagram, just Jill McCracken. Um, and, you know, Facebook, I think I'm Jill McCracken Music. But, you know, just type my little name in there. You'll find it. Sounds great. <laughs> Let's just keep rolling with your tunes. What are we listening to next? Um, great question, John. <laughs> um, let's do um, a song... The song I just released called Help Me, Hold Me, Heal Me. Let's hear it. We have Jill McCracken live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Help me, hold me, heal me. Ria, show me, tell me. You see me, you hear me.
Amazing. That's Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. That's the latest single, too. Talk about that. How did that song happen? Oh, man, that song came out of a panic attack. (laughs) Does it sound like it came out of a panic attack? Because it came out of a panic attack. Um, I just, I mean, I struggle with massive anxiety and have a really hard time asking for help, even though I feel like bursting at the seams that I really need help from other people sometimes but I just feel like paralyzed like I can't ask for it so the song is kind of like a reflection of what's going on in my mind when it just goes round and round in circles and it's panicking (laughs) um yeah so uh, let's take a song like that as an example I've I've seen this many times with musicians using music to get through difficult situations how does music help you get through difficult times in your life I mean, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have music, if I wasn't able to write a song. Um, I think it's really helped me express myself in a way that really makes sense to me Um, because I can go on and on and on talking about my feelings for a long time. But sometimes you could say something really simple in a song and just the way that you sing it or like the melody that it has or like the chord that's under it just like really makes you know what I mean. and I think I have like a deep need to express myself and like be understood and felt. And I feel like that's the way that I can really do that. So it's changed everything for me. Has music ever bonded you with somebody else over those same feelings? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, lots of people, I would say. You mentioned earlier that you came to New England through Buffalo. That's right. Well, kind of, yeah. Upstate New York. Upstate New York, yeah. Yeah. What was it about the Boston area that really enticed you to move here? Uh, I just really liked it here. <laughs> I visited a couple times, and I wanted to move to, like, a bigger city. And, like, I, when I visited here, I went to um, <laughs> Cantab. Familiar with oh, Cantab? Yes, yes, of course. Who isn't? <laughs> Who isn't? I know. And this was a long time ago, but I just... <laughs> Is it still there? It's still there, and it actually just like reopened after the pandemic with like new management. So I don't know what the situation is very much right now, but like I just fell in love with like Boston when I went to Cantab. Just it was just everybody, like all different types of people that you can imagine, just like all dancing vehemently together to like a live band that's just playing like all the best songs, and it's just like made me very happy. (laughs) So So I would say that was a big draw. (laughs) How did you find your people in the music community? Oh, yeah. Well, I had a friend here um, before I moved here, so that that made things easy. But then I um, have done a lot of Craigslist (laughs) searching for bandmates and stuff and found really great bandmates over the years on Craigslist.org. And speaking of the band, give the musicians a plug to the play with you. <laughs> yeah, right now I've got uh, Miguel Cepeda is my bass player and Luke Scotton is my guitarist right now. Very cool. Yeah. So when you're great. writing the songs that we're hearing tonight, how do you work out the arrangements with the band? Oh, well, I usually send a little demo. I usually call it a little baby demo because <laughs> it's just me trying to spit out some parts onto a recording in like GarageBand or even just a voice memo on my phone. And I'll send it to my bandmates. And then um, so sometimes I'll have like a specific idea for like, Miguel, the bass needs to play this exact bass line. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, okay. But other times I have no idea or I have like some inkling of an idea, but I can't express it well. And I think uh, those two guys definitely have played with me long enough to like be able to understand my little Jill-isms when I'm trying to describe how to play something. I'd be like, it sounds like it's, it feels like (laughs) I'm like dropping out of thin air and I need you guys to catch me with a net. 
Like, <laughs> and they're like, Roger, play the that drum part. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> when is a song ready to be shared in front of the public? Oh, good question. I don't know. I'm picky about that because I'm, I got a touch of the perfectionism, which is horrible. And I'm trying to shake it. It's not it. a bad thing at all. Uh, well, at all, I would argue with, but <laughs> it does have its perks sometimes. Um, I don't know. Like when I'm writing a song lately, I'll be just like home with my guitar and I'll be like, maybe I'll post a little snippet to my Instagram story. And then like, cause I really want to show people, but it's not done. So I do want it to go away in 24 hours. So nobody can see it again. <laughs> so like, I'll do that. But like when it's with the band, I don't know until we've like really like figured out we've got the parts under control, the transitions are under control, we've got the dynamics, like the song makes sense and feels good and we're not going to mess it up. Then that's when I would like to play the song live with the band. And before I forget to something you mentioned earlier, before that last song, the pandemic, that was devastating on so many levels, especially in the music community. How did you survive the pandemic and so come out stronger on the other side with, with music and with, 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 uh, with writing and performing and all that? Thank you I, that, that I came out stronger on the other side. I'm glad, it's, I'm glad it seems that way. <laughs> I don't know. It was a horrible, horrible time. And I think the pandemic has changed a lot of us in different ways. And I'm still, I, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who I am musically on the other side of this pandemic. Like, I, I don't think I'm the same as before, where, like, my bandmates and I were just, like, touring everywhere and grinding and playing all these shows and... I don't know. I feel like I the pandemic kind of taught me a different pace of life. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm still figuring that out. But, I mean, music is the constant in my life. I mean, I'm not going to ever not be making music. I'm just figuring out what place music has for me right now. I think that's the question everybody's asking. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> Jill McCracken is the guest tonight on the Tiny Stage here on 95.9 WATD. We are up against our first break of this hour. We have a lot more to chat about, more songs to share live, too. So stick around. Almost Famous is brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Almost Famous Tiny Stage Hour 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're being joined on the tiny stage by Jill McCracken. How you doing? I'm doing great, John. You sound fantastic. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for coming to Marshfield. Oh, thank you for having me. So give yourself another introduction. Yeah, so I'm Jill McCracken. I'm a retro soul singer and songwriter uh, based in Boston. Cool. And your website, the socials, available yeah. music, all that good stuff. JillMcCracken.com, Jill McCracken on Instagram, and on Facebook and Twitter and Venmo and <laughs> Grubhub. Venmo's the important one, Just yes. Kidding. And Grubhub, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, there was another part yes. of that question. I'm so sorry. Available music. Available music. Yes. That's right. New yeah. single out, all that good stuff. <laughs> um, yes, I got a new single out. It's called Help Me, Hold Me, Heal Me. That is available everywhere on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all those places. You're and, thinking about uh, Grubhub, too. You're making me and, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Let's get Grubhub sponsoring this particular episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got a full-length album that came out, uh, what, 2018? That's right. It's called Shake Me Up. Cool. Influences. You have, like you said, that retro sound, definitely like a Motown. Mm-hmm. That could have a Stax sound yes. from the, uh, the 1960s. Yeah. How did you develop the style that we're hearing tonight? Or is huh. it just kind of organic? Uh, kind of organic, I would say. I've always loved like old 60s and 70s music, especially Motown. You know, Part of my musical upbringing, I would say, would be driving around with my dad as a teenager listening to the oldies radio station (laughs) and becoming obsessed with all the oldies songs. So it's just always been like my favorite style of music. But then, I mean, that's not exactly how I sound, right? And I love like rock music. I love pop music, folk music. And I feel like all those influences kind of like meld together. But a lot of them are mostly old so that's where the retro comes from and then the soul is more like based on my voice which i feel like is soulful so if i was to pull up your spotify playlist right now what would i see on there for artists and songs wow yeah oh i really like sam henshaw right now 
He's like an R&B artist out of the UK who I just love. He just put out a, um, a new album a couple months ago. That's every song is a hit. No skips. What else am I listening to right now? I've been listening to the new Bad Bunny also. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like a lot of different music. Like you, you cannot and shall not put me in a box. What's your guilty pleasure artist? Oh, that's... no guilty pleasure. It's only pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> What's a song you wish you had written? Oh, that's a good good question too. So many. Um, there's a song that I heard recently by oh god, I'm not going to pronounce her name correctly, but her her name is Joy, like something with an O, a Lakua. I don't know. Anyway, she's got a song called "If You Got a Problem," and it's just like this perfect like pop folk soul song. It's just like really simple. And you're like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> it's beautiful. What's a song you would completely wipe off the planet? If you could pick one song to never hear again for the rest of your life, what would that be? Ooh, wow. <laughs> Complete eradication. Hmm. Let's see. And I'll give you an example. Somebody a couple of weeks ago said the, uh, the car is for kids jingle. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Well, what did the fox say was another one. Oh, wow. I forgot about that song. Good grief. Oh, man. I'm on the spot. I need to choose the right song to eradicate. Civilization depends on it. Okay. The first thing that popped into my head, I don't know if this is my final answer or not, but I'll give it to you right now, is... um, Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. <laughs> You're my butterfly. Sugar, baby. Crazy Down or something like that? Uh, something. <laughs> if you think of more throughout the night, just fire them off. Yeah, I will. No, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, ah, there's a song. I'll have to email you. <laughs> How about local artists? Who are you listening to on the local scene? Oh, man. I mean, I love, I'm a really big Oompa Stan. Oh, me too. I love Oompa. I and saw her wonderful. at Boston Calling, and she was by far the best performance of all three days. She's incredible. Yeah, of course. Her live show is amazing. Let's continue with your songs. What are we listening to next from you? Sure. I thought I would do like a little quiet one, like, you know, less yelly. This one is called Break My Heart. Let's hear it. Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. <laughs> Could you set that over for me if yeah. you mind? Is it something happening on my end? Yeah, just uh, I'm not getting much guitar signal. <laughs> um, probably just because I'm playing so quiet. I just bumped it up a little. There we time. go. That might work better. Sure. Let me know when. Go for it. Okay. Tell them how oh, 
couldn't put me down Come on, break my heart That's Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, WATD. Talk about that song. How did that song happen? Oh, you know, just having a real hard time with heartbreak (laughs) over the winter and, you know, constantly. I just felt like I was in the most vulnerable position I've ever been in where I just very in love and couldn't do a thing about it and would rather this person do something with my heart than just like completely leave it alone. So that's where that came from. When you write about somebody, do you tell them it's about them? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it comes up or sometimes I'll just say it, but I'll never deny it. (laughs) So they can usually guess. They can usually guess. They can usually guess. Let's talk about your songwriting. When did you actually start writing music? Probably when I was about 18 or 19. Yeah. Apart from a brief stint when I was like 13 years old and tried to like rewrite an Avril Lavigne song. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, for real, for real, when I was probably like 19 years old. Which Avril Lavigne song? Do you remember? Oh, (laughs) I mean. Complicated or something? It might have been complicated. I can't remember. It might have been a deep cut from the album. I'll have to go like <laughs> listen. But I remember just like taking like the verse and the melody and like trying to like put my lyrics to it instead or something. I don't know. That was the only way I could figure out how to like write a song. And I don't think I even knew I was doing that. But I saw her live a couple months ago and she was just phenomenal. Yeah, she's back, baby. She, she looks great. <laughs> she sounds great. The band is tight. Yeah. That would be awesome to see her. Just so cool. <laughs> yeah. So the first song that you ever wrote that wasn't an Avril Levine rewrite, do you remember <laughs> that song? Yes. Let me think about what that was. Yeah. Yes. I remember it. I didn't have a good name. <laughs> this is actually really funny. I didn't have a good name for it. And so I called it. It was like also an inside joke with my friend who I was like playing music with at the time. And we called it Jill McCracken impersonating Jill McCracken impersonating Ani DeFranco, <laughs> <laughs> which we shortened to Ani. I love that. <laughs> I also like loved Ani DeFranco as a teen. Who doesn't? I mean, she's I mean, still amazing now. I know. And she's from Buffalo. So she's my Yeah, exactly. Icon. Yes. Yep. From your country. That's right. <laughs> When did you actually start feeling comfortable sharing your songs in public? Uh, about uh, pretty soon after I started writing songs, I think. I started playing open mic nights at this local cafe in Buffalo that was called Cafe Allegro. And I think I was really, really nervous to do it. And then once I did and got like applause from everyone and like, I didn't know you could sing, like that whole thing. I was like, oh, me? Really? Who? Oh. And then just kept going. <laughs> so when did you actually feel comfortable being on stage, sharing your original music, putting your huh. your heart on the line, if you will. <laughs> I will. Good question. I mean, I think pretty pretty shortly after. It was pretty immediate, I think. Putting my heart on the line or sharing my deep, dark feelings has never been the scary part for me, I think. That part feels more like what I really am supposed to be doing and what I am comfortable doing, even though, I don't know, 
So from those early Buffalo days, how do you think your writing and even your performing has evolved over time to what we're hearing today? Good grief. It has evolved. Um, I, I think I'm a better singer now. Thank God. And I used to be really, really like rock, like indie rock kind of person before I realized that I could actually tap into this like part of myself that really deeply loves like soul and R&B and stuff. So I think that was like a a bit of a transformation over the years. And I also think as a songwriter, I have been guilty of writing these songs where like they're just so complicated and they just like over explain everything. And I think over explaining is one of my fatal flaws in life anyway. So I think through therapy, I've been able to not over explain so much anymore. And now that happens in my songs as well. Like it's better to just hone in on the feeling and like, just ride that feeling out rather than like, let me explain from all angles, like where everyone's coming from in this situation. Like the best songs don't have that. They don't need to do that. You know, you mentioned your voice a little while ago. You're singing. Mm-hmm. When did you find the voice that we're hearing tonight? When did you actually come across that that neo soul vibe that <laughs> you're so good at, at presenting? Thank you. Oh, I don't know. I th- I think there was sort of like a change from like indie rock voice to like soulful voice, and I would say that change probably happened like. 2014 or so, something like that, but has evolved since then also. (laughs) But in terms of like the genre shift, I would say that was when. And you have incredible dynamics. Do you have professional vocal training? Um, No, I don't. Thank you, though. Of course. (laughs) I I just listen to great singers and try to sing like them. And I was just reading, too, I think in an interview with Victoria Wozniak, who I just had on the show, she did a piece that mentioned uh, a recent performance at the Brighton Music Hall. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, in May. What is being back on stage feeling like after all that time off through, you know, two years of COVID? Uh, it was incredible. It was it was actually really incredible. I, I There was so much anxiety leading up to that show for me. <laughs> and I just didn't think anybody was going to be there. And then I got on stage and like the lighting was right, the vibe was right, the sound was great, and everybody out there was just like screaming for me. And I was like, "Oh, this is like taking. Why you do dr- it? This is like taking drugs. This is like what it felt like. Not that I take drugs, so I guess I don't know. But <laughs> it felt like some brain chemicals were just going off like lightning. It just felt really great. Well, let's do more of your music. What are we listening to next? That is such a good question, John. Let's see. How about? Live radio, putting you on the spot. I know. <laughs> um, let's do a song called Ring, Ring, Ring. Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. I lost my pick for a sec. I got it. <laughs> Everybody wants to get a hold of me like the man electors in the 
have connectors Yeah, everybody wants to get a hold of me But you Gotta hold on me Awesome. Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, W-A-T-D. I need to know the story behind that song. That was cool. (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) I'm a little rescue dog of a person, I feel like, sometimes. (laughs) I mean, we all kind of are. We're just like a result of all of our childhood drama and everything. And one of my things is um, I start to really lose my mind when I'm like left waiting left hanging like I I just start like a rescue dog like I just think like oh they're not coming back for me (laughs) um (laughs) in this like really sad way but when I can like make a you know cute little retro country song about it it makes me feel better very cool I like that (laughs) thank you that's Jill McCracken so I have to ask in, in the time that I've been doing this radio show which is just over 11 years now it started off very male-dominated in the music community, and now it seems like there's more female musicians in the Boston music community than there are male musicians currently active right now. <laughs> Being a strong woman in the Boston music community, talk about that journey. Oh, thank you, a strong woman in the Boston community. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Music has always been like a boys' club. I still feel like it is. I mean... It, there are a lot more um, non-male, like, fronted acts these days, which I love. Um, I would say I'm still surrounded by men all the time because, <laughs> like, I don't know, uh, you know, dudes in bands and the sound guy at the bar and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, not that I don't love boys, I sure do, <laughs> but it's it's really great to have more women and trans and non-binary people in the music community these days because, I mean, there are lots of different voices out there. (laughs) We all have something different to say. Absolutely. If there's an aspiring female songwriter listening right now, what advice would you give them? Mm. You know, don't be afraid to be soft if you're soft. And if you're not soft... Don't be afraid to be not soft. Just be who you are (laughs) and do your thing and stay true to yourself. And how about a female musician's advice to a male musician? (laughs) (laughs) How much time do we have, John? Oh, all the time you need. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, You know, just be aware if you are 
possibly dominating a space <laughs> or are you making room for other voices in, in the conversation or who are you working with and who are you supporting? Sounds like you've been down that road a few times. Oh, me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Give your website and your socials another plug, if you would. Sure. JillMcCracken.com. That's uh, M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N. And then you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, all those places just by my name, Jill McCracken. And some music that's been recently released. Talk about what's out there. Yep. So I recently came out with a song called Help Me, Hold Me, Heal Me. And that is streaming everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Napster. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Napster is still a thing. and it's on It there. is still a thing. And I think they actually pay more money in royalties than <laughs> I think they all might. the other ones. Yeah. Who knew? Let's bring back <laughs> that's Napster, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's my new single. And then I, I have some singles that I put out that were demos that I put out during the pandemic. And those are also streaming everywhere. And I have a, an album called Shake Me Up from 2018 that's streaming on those platforms as well. Excellent. Go check it out. They all sound amazing. I promise you. <laughs> Thank you. Let's do some more of your music. What are we listening to next? Sure. Let's do um, let's do another song from the album, an oldie but a goodie. So this one is going to be called The Line. When is this song considered an oldie? <laughs> um, I don't know what the cutoff point is, but 2018 really feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> yes. it's, like, it's like dog years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> let's hear it. Jill McCracken on the tiny stage, W-A-T-D, it's all yours. received you don't have to say anything and it's a good thing that you don't cause I tried and you won't so I've made up your mind for you am I taking it
Jill McCracken on the tiny stage. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, Talk about that song. How did that song happen? Oh, man, that song happened so long ago, John. (laughs) It feels ancient at this point. But I remember coming up with the chorus first, just that, like, over and over and over and over again. Um, And I think that was just, like, the basis of the song, and I had to figure out how to pull the rest together with it. But just, you know, a good old unrequited are are will they won't they <laughs> dynamic type of song very cool yeah. we are up against our final break of the show tonight we have one more song to share does that work for you that works for me cool more to talk about too stick around 95.9 WATD it's almost famous and now back to almost famous on 95.9 WATD for the final time tonight, welcome back to the almost famous Tiny Stage 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. If you're a local band or musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, all you have to do is reach out, find all the contact information on the almost famous page over at 95.9WATD.com. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Give me a follow tonight at Almost Famous Radio. And the podcast, you can find that by searching Almost Famous WATD on your favorite podcast app or just head over to almostfamousradio.com. So tonight on the tiny stage, Jill McCracken is joining us. How you doing? I'm great, John. How are you? Fantastic. You sound amazing tonight. Thank you again for making this work. Thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure. So one final time, give yourself an introduction. Uh, my name is Jill McCracken. I am a retro soul singer and songwriter based in Boston. And share with us your socials and the website, too. Yep. Uh, JillMcCracken.com is my website. Um, that is M-C-C-R-A-C-K-E-N, not like release the Kraken. Different spelling. <laughs> um, and my, uh, my Instagram, Facebook, you can find me by typing in Jill McCracken. And you've got a full-length album out there, as well as a couple of new singles, including one that just dropped recently. Talk That's about right. what's available music-wise. That's right. The most recent single is called Help Me, Hold Me, Heal Me. It just came out in May, and that is streaming everywhere. And it's um, I got a YouTube video out uh, with that. A music video is what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was really fun to shoot that, so check that out. Very nice. We have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we closing out with? Let's do it. I'm going to do like a rock and roll one. It's called Magic is Real, and I haven't recorded it yet. So, Before you play it for us, tell us what it's about. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just a classic, classic rock kind of love song. Just like, you know, I was trying to channel Jesse's Girl as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> but just about, you know... When you experience magic and nobody believes you, it doesn't matter because it's real. You experienced it. Let's hear it. Jill McCracken, thank you again for making this work. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, John. 95.9 WATD. We're on the tiny stage. I know you drive right past my house. Go to work on Sunday Well, it's Saturday right now I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say I've been missing you 
sweetest love song writes his lie, but not because I've seen it. There's a chemical connection with your hand in mine. Yeah, I'm drunk, but I mean it. I've been waiting so long to see you. Come here, baby, now let me get to know you. Magic is real.